Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this download, Austin Inno editor Brent Wistrom connects with a pair of high-profile entrepreneurs who are harnessing the power of AI to transform retail waste and other industries. John Paul DeJoria and Gary Stevens have had a busy start to 2024. The duo recently co-founded a new startup that uses artificial intelligence to help retailers instantly channel returned products to buyers in secondary markets. The new company, called Venditit, will be based in Austin, and it's a spinoff of an Austin-based asset recovery and reverse supply chain company called Renew Logic. Their aim is to help businesses be more efficient with retail returns, which can reduce the time that products spend sitting on warehouse shelves and also prevent items from ending up in landfills. We'll explore this new startup and learn more about these two dynamic business leaders in this edition of the Texas Business Minds podcast. John Paul DeJoria and Gary Stevens, welcome to the Texas Business Minds podcast. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing fine. Thank you. Texas is just beautiful. We two Texans are happy to speak to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. We're excited to share the news. Excellent. Well, first of all, am I saying it correctly? Ven did it. Is there any backstory to the name of this company? Allow me, please. It's a Latin word. And what it means, it's translated in many ways, but basically for us, what it means is that we're helping you sell your product straight through to the end user without a lot of middle people in between and have it more direct and take care of the ecology of the planet at the same time. Yep. If you look at the actual translation of the original Latin of the word, it literally means sold. And so that's, that is the key to what the company is, is very quickly and very simply getting rid of inventory and products that are usually problems and cost companies money. Yeah, we might say it's like taking something that's worthless and costs you money and make it something that has value and, of course, taking care of the planet at the same time. It's a beautiful combination where everybody wins. That's right. Excellent. Well, I suspect many of our listeners might know John Paul as the co-founder of Paul Mitchell Hair Products and the Patron Spirits Company. Lesser known are his tech companies. I'm curious, how did you guys end up working together initially? And did you know each other before Renew Logic? Oh, God, eight years ago, I got involved uh, with Gary here at Renew Logic. People were throwing into landfills or hiding in the closet or just trying to get rid of and do something with it to renew it, to uh, either reuse it again or just Whatever we had to do, take a product, and it was worthless, we would take it apart, take out all that's valuable in there that can't be used, and then respectfully to the product, get rid of whatever the rest is with ecology in mind. And that was really, really nice. Then we realized with our warehousing getting as big as they are and transporting goods from whether it's a manufacturer or a retailer, that there's got to be a simpler way. And that's what Gary and our incredible staff came up with. Gary, let me let you comment on that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, John Paul and I were introduced to each other through friends and family, and we both shared similar passions as well as similar backgrounds. Immediately, there was a synergy there as well as uh, the other business partners we had surrounded ourselves with. We started Renew Logic with the idea in mind of helping companies find profitability through inventory that ordinarily they would see as waste or byproduct or just didn't know what to do with. And sometimes they were handling it in the wrong way, putting it in landfills, sending it to third world countries, so forth, just disposing of it in very poor ways as far as uh, 
you know, for their business as well as for the environment period. And when we started Renew Logic, we knew that we had a big challenge ahead of us. What we didn't know was how the tech environment was going to change and really empower us to be leaders in that uh, position and build a platform, what we've done with Vendita, and bring that to the market ahead of everyone else to radically change the reverse logistics industry and not only touch every single company in the reverse logistics space, but also be able to help out every company that's in the manufacturing, the distribution, the liquidation, the uh, forward sales channels, all of those different industries in the way they move inventory so that we can start moving some of these trucks that are up and down the roads every single day. We estimate by the time we fully implement Vin did it over the next 24 months, we'll remove somewhere in the neighborhood of 15,000 trucks off of the highways. And when you remove that many of these diesel trucks off the highways, just think about what you're doing for the environment. So, you know, we came together with this idea and little did we know that through really smart, creative people that we surrounded ourselves with, we were going to be provided with opportunities to invest in technology that would change the world. And, you know, there was no hold up on this at all. And I think your listeners will appreciate this. Whatever money it took, and it was millions we put into them, did it? Millions in there that I put into it, okay? I knew it was worth it. We come out with a great result. What the end result would be everybody wins, whether you're a manufacturer, the retailer, the customer buying it, or our company and the planet. It was something that we were going to do no matter what. Excellent. And who are some of the early customers? What types of businesses are most likely to jump on a platform like this and start saving? Yes, through alpha and beta testing, of course, our company started using it first. And then we branched out to some of the larger electronics uh, distribution companies, some that are outside of uh, who ordinarily would refer to themselves as reverse logistics or consumer providing manufacturers got on board immediately because they realized they could cut out millions of dollars they were spending in between the overstocked product that they were either warehousing it or paying someone to remove it from their facilities and do something with it. They could remove all those middlemen and go immediately to the resellers, the customers, the remanufacturers who needed these parts and products. And so Everyone from very large industrial companies started uh, using it in beta, and people in the cell phone industry, for instance, cell phone manufacturers, cell phone carriers, they all started jumping on board and using it in, in beta testing, and they loved it, and we're now growing those markets using Vendidit. And we've actually gotten some really interesting calls even outside of those sectors, people who have any sort of a commodity that they're looking to trade and they're looking to get into the hands of people that will pay them more for it in more efficient ways are reaching out to us and finding out that they can implement Vendidit into their systems in less than 24 hours because of some of that AI that we talk about. It's very easy to implement. It's very easy for them to use. And so now they're realizing more value for their commodities or for their inventory than they ever thought possible before by using a very simple to use tool It's easy to implement because of the AI, and it's driving their value up. So we've had some great customers early on, and obviously since announcing then did it publicly a week ago, the response has just been enormous. And, uh, you know, we can get into more details later, but that's what's really put us on sort of a hiring streak and really this growth pattern where our trajectory just looks amazing over the next 12 to 24 months. 
Yeah, we got some interest, which is unreal, that we never expected. We didn't expect to go international immediately, but the last conference we were at about a week ago, we had a gentleman come to us and said, gentlemen, can you do this? Because we need it in our country. And that's giant equipment like filling lines, for example, or big giant electronics or big machines. They said, we like this used market, and I know our country is full of that. My gosh, now we have a place to send it will be reused again out of the country. But they came to us because they can't get enough in their own country. Yeah, it was amazing when we got to sit down with a couple of industrial ambassadors for a very large country. We try to stay confidential until deals are locked down, and then we let our clients announce who who is using us. But these representatives of of a foreign country came to us, and they said, we need this. Look at all of this product that we're trying to source, all of these manufacturing devices, these huge pieces of machinery. We would love to use you all because you cut out all the middlemen. We have such a hard time contacting all these people in different industries to source for the government projects we have going on. Can we use your platform? And we plug them in immediately, and they're already seeing just extreme efficiencies in sourcing the materials that they need in growing their country and all the government-funded projects they have going on. And we're so happy. This is a happy business, by the way, to be in. It's fun. You may not think it's glamorous, but it is. My God, we are reusing a lot of things that would normally waste in our country, or let's say rot over a period of time. That's how the world should be. Let's reuse some things. Let's not always buy new, 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 new. Let's renew some things. And of course, for some of those manufacturers that have overstocks, let's help you move it out so you don't have to figure out a way to dump it somewhere. So it's a great, it's really fun knowing that we're actually doing something, a huge big business that's helping out our planet. It's really cool. So it is, we're making it glamorous for us because of what we're doing and the end result. Excellent. We hear about boatloads of money being invested in AI. And John Paul, you mentioned that this took a big investment to get this company going. I'm curious, how does a company decide how much to build in-house versus using customized uh, AI models? And how do you find the right skill sets amongst employees to deploy this? Well, Gary can answer that the best because he's the genius technologically behind our partnership here. Go for it, Gary. Yeah, you know, guys, that's a great question. This is uh, such a a bleeding-edge technology that everyone's talking about. We talked early on when we started developing using AI tools and hiring AI professionals about the fact that the term AI was really getting fatigued and people were afraid of it. And so we, we, we were, we were afraid of, you know, how do we say this without making people think of all the, the bad, scary stuff that, that sometimes people like to, uh, talk about when they talk about artificial intelligence. And, and for us, it was about recruiting the right people. You know, we're very lucky to be in Austin. I mean, what an incredible place to be to harvest oh, yeah. talent. There's so much talent in Austin, Texas. But we have a global team. All of the people that are working on our technology are not in Austin. It's a global team. So every single day we get on these huge video calls, you know, Zoom calls, where the team is all getting together and collaborating across the globe. And so we've brought in AI experts that are not just in Austin, not just in the United States, to help us take that technology and really channel it where we need it control it and put it to work where it's most needed. And that is in the integration of data, the integration of these systems, whether it be big ERP systems that companies run, WMSs, warehouse management systems, other inventory control systems, where companies spend years sometimes and tens of millions of dollars to integrate, to understand how to move that data around and 
and what things are worth and, 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 you know, warehouses shrink. It's called warehouse shrinkage where items just disappear because the data on them gets lost and they can't find the items and so forth. So we really wanted to invest in using AI in a very specific way, almost like a scalpel to go in and create a system that would tie all these together, regardless of what your data looks like. And to harvest that talent, we had to go global. We had to find the right people, regardless of where they were, accommodate their time schedules, what they needed to do to work so that we could bring the smartest minds together to build the absolute most powerful tool that functions from a user perspective in the most simple way. And we got very, very lucky with not only some local talent that helped us source global talent, but also in finding the global talent that we have on our team. Next, how John Paul and Gary see their new venture growing in the years to come when Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we work vigilantly to investigate and prevent workers' compensation insurance fraud, which has resulted in over $13.5 million in restitution and recoveries for Texas businesses since 2018. Learn how your business is better at texasmutual.com fraud. How do you think that Vendetta will evolve over the next, say, three to five years as AI is moving fast and you guys grow and find new customers? What types of things do you see uh, changing in the years ahead? Well, for starters, I see this to be an extremely large company, and we're all prepared for that. We're prepared for our growth. Uh, we have a heck of a good opportunity there. It is a, well, let me put it this way. It used to be about a $350 billion business, but that was about three, three and a half years ago. But we're estimating this year it'll be a trillion-dollar business. And we are, you know, throughout our country, and we are on the cutting edge of it. So we're looking at some large growth. We're financially solid to be doing whatever we want to do. But this is going to succeed. It'll be successful for everyone involved. We're very, very excited. As you can probably tell by our voices, very excited. You know, like John Paul said, in just the consumer returns industry, or what's traditionally called the reverse logistics industry, we saw somewhere in the neighborhood of 8 to 12% of items that were sold returned. That used to represent somewhere between 280 and 320 billion, with a B, dollars in returns every year that had to be managed. Because of COVID and the way consumers changed, that's now grown to, we expect 2023, the numbers are not in yet, but based on 2022 numbers, which were well over $800 billion in returns, we expect 2023 to be in excess of a trillion dollars worth of consumer returns. Now, a lot of times a company like ours gets pigeonholed into just talking about retailers and e-commerce and consumer returns. The great thing is, although Renew Logic came from that world, we built a tool for that industry. We had people coming to us from every other industry, everything from defense contractors to large industrial companies, uh, huge electronics manufacturers that are not traditionally in the consumer market come to us and ask us if they could just try the tool and see if it works on their inventory. So not only are we tapping into this trillion-dollar industry that's consumer returns and traditionally called reverse logistics, but we're also tapping into all of the supply chain of much larger companies and an issue that they've got where they don't want to put things in the landfill. They don't want to continue to pay to warehouse things that they can't put to use to earn money. They want to immediately exchange those assets for liquidity, which Vendidit does for them in less than 24 hours. So not only are they saving the money on warehousing these sometimes huge pieces of machinery, 
but they're immediately converting that into liquidity to make their businesses more successful and function faster with more efficiency. So it's an exciting time for us. The business is going to be huge. We're in a massive hiring phase right now. We expect to have more than 250 employees by the end of, of calendar year 23. And we estimate with the continued growth, we'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,000 to 1,500 employees by the end of 2025. Very exciting. You both have built successful businesses. I'm curious, what advice might you give to first-time or early-stage founders who are out here building a business in a somewhat rocky economy? Don't give up. Don't give up. When I started Paul Mitchell with my assets at that time, it was all borrowed. I had no money. I lived in my car. Inflation in 1980 and 81 was 12%. Unemployment, 10.5%. We waited in line for gasoline, and if you could get a loan, if you could get a loan, you're paying 17% minimum interest. Boy, is that a tough time to start a business. That's how we started Paul Mitchell on our cars. So things might be bad at this trying times, but if you have a good quality product or a good quality service, a real good quality, you'll get a lot of rejections, but you are the one that's going to come out on top and... If you're prepared for a lot of rejections, it's not going to upset you as much. Go for something, make sure it's the best, and go into the repeat business. In other words, don't get a business to sell something. Get a business to make it a repeat order, or if it's a one-time order, it's so good they'll tell their friends about it. That's how you do it. And I'll just add to that. You know, I'm the exact same. That's one of the things that JP and I have in common. Obviously, he is just the absolute greatest story of the American dream that has ever existed in the United States, going from starting a business out of a car, out of homelessness, and realizing the success that he's realized. I started a business when I was in my car, and I had nothing but a hope and a prayer. And I completely echo what John Paul said, never give up. Some people have said, they've accused me of saying, tenacity is Gary's superpower. You know, I've told people countless times, surround yourself with people who believe in you so that on the days when you don't even believe in yourself, somebody else believes in you so that you will continue to charge on. Never give up. Keep going forward. There have been times that John Paul and I have faced tremendous challenges in the businesses that we have. And together, we've always believed in each other and believed that we were going to get through it no matter what it took. And as a result, look at where we're at now. Anybody starting out, you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a big loan or, you know, a bunch of investors and so forth. You just have to start with the idea that you're going to take really good care of your customers. You're going to provide a really good service over and over and over again. And once you win that customer, do whatever it takes to keep that customer and be loyal. And remember, just keep going. No matter how many doors you get slammed in your face, keep going. Keep believing in yourself even when no one else does. Don't give up. That sounds like a great place to end it. It's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. Thank you so much for sharing your insights on the Texas Business Minds podcast. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Peace, so love, much. and happiness. Peace, love, and happiness, guys. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas.